I'm excited, eager about what today is. Again, we're in the middle of homecoming week, and we have a tradition here at Sterling College that the Wednesday chapel of homecoming week is always an alumni speaker. Now, we have alumni that speak, uh, I mean, even just last week, there was an alumni that was here speaking to you all. Uh, that's a regular occurrence, but we always, always, always on the Wednesday of homecoming week have an alumni speaker. And this morning, that speaker is named Melissa Wisner. Uh, she is a 2009 graduate of Sterling College, a close friend of mine. We were in school together for a couple years, and we've stayed close since. She's married to Josh Wisner, who's an 07 grad of Sterling College, and they've got a couple kids who we've got with babysitters, and so they're both here with us this morning. Melissa's got an amazing message to share. I'm excited to hear her come and do that, and she'll share more of kind of her story with you. Melissa Wisner, everybody. Good morning. They did an awesome job sharing. I love what they're doing. Mark and I have been friends since we were freshmen. All right, I am all about using our bodies to be able to get our minds and our souls working. So I need everybody to stand up. Thank you. All right. Okay, give a little shake. Move. Yes, stretch. All right, now to use your mind, this is going to be a little tricky, y'all, but when I cross my hands like this, I want you all to give me a clap. So I'm going like this. Don't you go like this. You go like this. So when my hands cross, that's the instruction. So Oh, tricked ya. My four-year-old says, tricked ya, mom. Okay. It's all about the rhythm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I now get $20 because I bet Paul Brandish that I could get a standing ovation. And you all provide it. So I'll give you all a nickel out of that 20 later. Have a seat. It really is good. Let's use our minds, let's use our bodies, and let's engage our souls this morning. So I think I was invited here because I didn't leave for like eight years. <laughs> it took me a long time to leave this place. I lived in every dorm except Campbell Hall. Sorry, boys. I like to tell people that I spent the first two years of my married life living with 180 men. So, Kilbourne, do we have some Kilbourne residents here? Yeah, oh, there we are. I think uh, Kilbourne basement is a very special place. Um, it's pretty cool down there in Kilbourne basement, let me tell you. Okay, so I actually was somewhat, somewhat proposed to, somewhat, on the practice football field behind Kilbourne. So I think we have a photo. It's really a, a romantic gesture to get almost proposed to. Sunset. There we are. That's 2010. And that's like artsy before Instagram was around. So there we go. That's about how cool we were back then. Uh, since then, we've lived in Philadelphia. So East Coast, if you're from there, love that. We have lived in Washington State, and 
you're a Pacific Northwest lover, I would love to talk to you. And now we're back in Kansas, and we have a greenhouse. There should be. That's us. That's our kids. We're growing plants. The message today is called Plant Your Milkweed. So this is milkweed. We'll get there, but that's a reminder where we're going. I want to talk to you about Romans 12 today. Now, Romans 12 is actually a passage that I worked to memorize when I was here at Sterling College, but I didn't really get it. You know how sometimes you don't get things right away? You have to hear it a few times. So that's why I chose it to share with you today. I didn't get it then the way that I do now, so I hope to share where I'm at. So let's read it. This is Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Um, Man, if we could get there, right? We just want to know what God wants for us. Uh, today I'm going to focus on one tiny section of this verse because, wow, we could talk about this forever. That section is right there in the middle, and it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform. Conforms mean, means be like, be similar to. So don't be like the pattern of this world. Okay, the world, what does that mean? The world means this exact like time and place that we're living in. So the present culture where we're at. Don't be like that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I'm going to break down what does don't be conformed really look like to me. Uh, when we have a pattern, I... Uh, Think about this. There's lots of different things you could think about with a pattern. Everybody probably has like an image that comes to their mind. And I think about my grandma's who like would buy something like this at Hobby Lobby. And you take it out of the package and it has like all these measurements and um, it tells you if you do this and you take this pattern and you use a sewing machine. What are those? They use them for these costumes up here. Great job, movies, folks. Um, then you will have this awesome skirt or anything you ever want to have in life. Like, you follow the pattern, and it works. So the world has a pattern that says if you do these things, then you will have a good life, that things will work out for you, that you'll be happy, you'll be successful. And the world is giving us a pattern. But to be honest, we don't know that the pattern really works for us. So... I look at what are some of those patterns? What's the world today telling us works to get a good and successful and happy life? And I have four different categories we're going to hit on. The world says the first one would be the performance trap. So this is like if I am successful, if I lead, if I achieve, if I am like starter on the team, or if I'm the lead in the show, or if I get straight A's, or if I am in this position, that I am good. If I work hard enough, if I'm busy enough, if I achieve enough, then I have worth and I'm significant. And that's one of the messages of the world. Like, that's what we hear. 
Um, the next is the approval addict. And that's a message from the world that says, you know, I have significance and worth. If enough people like me, if I get enough likes, um, if I belong in a group, sometimes it doesn't mean that 500 people have to like me, but like if my little crew or my family or whatever, if they like me, I'm good and I need their approval, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that. Then I have worth and significance. Uh, another pattern that we see is being uh, the headstrong one. And this I think we've seen a lot lately of just like, I'm right, you're wrong, I know what's right, and if you disagree with me, then you don't really matter. <laughs> like, I know what's right and you don't, and so this relationship can be done with, like, I'll cut you off if you don't think what I think. And we've seen that so much. I have worth because I'm right about stuff. Gosh, it takes you like two seconds to see that pattern when you like turn on the news. So the last one is the individual. And the individual is like, man, I can accomplish all of these things by myself. I'm going to get wealthy. I'm going to get money. I'm going to get um, security. I'm going to get happiness. And I'm going to do what feels good to me because this life is about feeling good. Right? So I'll have worth and significance if I am happy and if I experience pleasure. Now, those are four things. I would say every single one of them I found in myself and I see around me. And so, but um, here's the deal. There will be a point in your life, in my life, where I find that these patterns don't work. Like, I can work really, really, really hard at something and then bomb it or fail. Or I can get an injury or whatever happens. And then if my worth and my significance is based on those four things and then they're just gone, I am a total mess. They eventually don't work for us. And since it's the pattern that says it should work, and then if it doesn't work, then we're left to think that we alone are the issue. And so I get, uh, it makes me think about this. So the pattern says that it's going to look like this, and then I try it on in my life, and I'm like, not everybody likes me, and I'm not good at everything, and I'm not always right. And then I feel like this. I feel like this frumpy, like, messed up person, and it really is just awkward. And so we think we're getting a beautiful life when we follow these patterns, and we're not, <laughs> because it's not the pattern that uh, God intended for us. So, one day when we realize we can't do it all, and one day when we realize that we're not going to measure up to everyone else's expectations for us and their opinions of us, and if when, when it feels like we've cut off relationships because we don't align with them, um, man, we got to start seeing that it's the pattern that's messed up. It's the pattern we're trying to follow and let me just tell you, this is the best news I've ever heard in my life. Because I'm like, whoo, I do not want to follow those patterns. <laughs> like, I don't want to follow something that's going to lead me down a path that makes me just feel horrible. I can't do those things. I can't be perfect all the time. I can't perform all the time. I can't be the best all the time. So it feels good to know that that is not the message that God has for us. 
So don't conform to the patterns of this world. Don't be like that. Know that there's another path. Um, and it says, then, to be transformed. Don't conform. Don't be like this. Be like this. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So what we learn about that is that in our minds, what we think matters. So if we're like, okay, yeah, I get you, Melissa, like, pattern didn't work. So we have to start teaching ourselves in our brain what is the right pattern. Well, we have to go to the Word, to Scripture, to see what that is. So um, I'm just going to skim through these. If you're like, oh, what did she talk about? These verses are listed. But so in performance, what does God say about performance? He says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to perform to earn his love, period. And he doesn't want our sacrifices. He wants our love. He wants to know us. He wants us to know him, which is exactly what Jacqueline was just saying. About approval, these verses say, we are not strangers. We belong in his house. He welcomes us and he approves us. Oh, man, that's like so freeing when you realize, like, I don't have to get the approval of everybody and their mother and their brother's uncle. Like, I don't have to. We receive God's approval freely. That's the second verse. We receive God's approval freely by his act of kindness. Okay, to those who feel like they have to be right all the time, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It also says, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and gentleness and patience. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm not saying you shouldn't engage in conversations. But the world says, yeah, you can listen. You can have some compassion. You can have some kindness because that's better being angry and broken relationships and just being frustrated all the time. To the individual, it says, we are made to carry each other's burdens. And it says, we, are, we need to be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above ourselves. You can't do it all by yourself. We are not our own success. We have to have one another to get through this life. So Jesus Christ came to say that we don't have to follow these patterns, do not conform to those patterns, that he says a different message. And I know that every time I fall short, which is so often, that God is saying, you are loved to me and to each of you. You are loved. You are valuable. You are mine, and I am yours. And you don't have to prove anything. It's been so much of my life trying to prove that I was something. I was the SGA secretary, so I know exactly what that looks like. Like, I did not sleep for that entire week, and I just worked hard all day long, every day, to try to pull this thing off that you guys are in the middle of. And so, like, I get it. But just know that who you are and your worth is more important than a game or more important than looking like you're putting on the best event in the history of Sterling College. It's more than that. So we have to start thinking differently about these patterns. Um, one thing that happens when like, I 
find out. Like, so real life story. One time I was working in, um, a bunch of high school students really wanted to do this thing and, which was actually to go to like this scary, um, park. Halloween's coming, scary, like fun park. And I wanted to, I wanted them to like me. So I was like, yeah, let's plan this trip and let's go. And my husband, who is like a really kind man was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like you shouldn't do that. And I realized that I could not please both these high school kids and my husband. And guess what? I made a terrible decision and I chose to please all of these high school students. And, um, my husband still loves me, but it's like one of those stories of like, I couldn't please everybody. You cannot do that. Um, and when I realized that I can't do it all, then I turned to something. And we all do. We learn from the time that we're little that we have to figure out how to cope with things when we feel bad. Because it doesn't feel good to feel bad, so we like figure out what to do with our feelings. And so in different times in life, we turn to different things. Most recently, I've been like binge-watching shows. So, great British baking show is great, and I really appreciate now that they only release one a week. I probably have some other shows I could recommend, but let me tell you that you can binge-watch an entire show, and at the end, like it doesn't actually make you feel better. Like it makes me feel distracted, it makes me forget that that was like painful and that I hurt people and that I feel really bad about myself. But it doesn't help. So there's all kinds of coping mechanisms. Like sometimes we just like turn to our friends to like make us feel better. Sometimes we turn to, you know, wine. Sometimes we turn to uh, podcasts. Sometimes we turn to whatever it is. Like we turn to things to make us feel better. And after we do those things, they're called coping mechanisms. After we do those things, and then they wear off, or we're done with the show, often we find out that, gosh, that did not help me. I actually was like a worse mom, because I was tired the next day, or I was a worse employee, or whatever it was. Like, that coping mechanism that I did, because the pattern is wrong. The pattern says I have to be perfect, I'm not perfect, so I do this thing, and then I don't feel good. So then we go back to this verse. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we already talked about some of those verses, like we change the way we think about things. We change the way we think about things. It's helpful. We also need to change some of the things we're doing. So those coping mechanisms that I just talked about, ask yourself a question when you have some time that says, how's that working out for you? How's that working out for you? I just told you, bared my whole thing. It doesn't work out for me very well. So just think about what's the thing that you do, and then how does it work out for you? God is saying, let's do some other things. Think about a time when you felt really refreshed. So... I don't know, like going for a hike in nature when it's just beautiful, that's so refreshing for me. Or maybe it's like after practice and you drink an entire Gatorade and it's just really refreshing. Like that feeling of like, this feels better, not worse after I'm done with it. And God says, there are so many things that you can do to make you feel better and not worse after you get done doing them. 
But we're supposed to renew our minds, refresh our minds, do things that make us better and not worse. Isn't that great to know that God wants us to do things that make us feel better? Man, that's good for me. <laughs> so, some of those things are, he says, to meditate. And you know what? The Wall Street Journal just, like, put out this article about how um, meditation, the science backs it up, that meditation is really good for us. And I'm like, yeah, they've been talking about that for, like, thousands of years in the Bible. It is good for us. And so, thank you, science and the Wall Street Journal, for also saying it's good for us. Um, meditation, specifically meditate on the word. Like, think about these words. Like, you're approved. God says you're approved. God says you don't have to earn anything. You don't have to prove yourself. Meditate on those. Have some authentic conversations with friends. God says we're made for community, so let's talk about stuff. Like, we can have a lot of relationships where we don't actually talk about anything that's meaningful, so let's talk about it. It's in the Bible. Uh, serving someone in a way that overflows from your gifts. It's good. That God made us for. Silence and solitude. I realized that I had spent like a week without having any time of silence or solitude. And maybe that's not your story because maybe you have too much si silence and solitude to be like, you need to actually talk to your friend. But uh, for me, it was like I was filling all of my waking moments. Like even, I don't know if you've done this, but even in the shower, I was like watching this show in the shower. And my husband's like, how do you even do that? Well, there's this. So, um, Gosh, we need some space and margin and some silence and solitude. He also talks about taking a Sabbath. And a good definition for a Sabbath is having some time to play and some time to pray. And so taking a break from our normal life of just busyness and doing stuff. Sleep is actually a good way to also take a break from the patterns of this world and get some refreshment. Connecting with God in whatever way that you have experienced connection with God, like dive into those things and do something that God has uniquely made you for. Because it's true, he has. If you didn't know that, I'm telling you right now, God has made you uniquely different than everybody else. So, make no mistake. <laughs> this message is not saying, don't do these things. Like, gosh, I'm going to still watch the Great British Baking Show, y'all. Like, that's not going to change. But um, it means take a step in a direction towards things that are actually refreshing for you in the end instead of things that are hard for you and leave you drained after them. So start thinking about these patterns. What is it? What is it that you're believing that you have to do to be significant and worthwhile? And how can you start changing those patterns in your mind doing something that's refreshing. It's not always easy. Like, believe me, turning off a podcast when I'm in the car to have some silent time to see what God might be speaking to me, that's not like an easy choice. It's not always the fun choice, but it's the better choice. Have you wanted to go to every single practice you've ever had in your life? You doubt it. And man, that's hard work. It doesn't always feel good, but it's for the transforming of your bodies. Like newsies couldn't have happened if they didn't have 900 practices in the last six weeks. So know that it doesn't always feel good, and it's sometimes hard, 
But in the end, the transformation is worth it. And it says that we'll be transformed. So make some of these choices. The last story I'm going to share with you is uh, about the milkweed. So I told you we have a greenhouse, which means we're growing plants. I don't really do a lot with that. Josh grows plants, so if you care about plants, he's really good, and I sometimes water them. Um, we knew about this plant called the butterfly milkweed, and it is the only attractor of monarch butterflies, natural attractor. What's super cool about this plant is actually caterpillars eat it, and then they become poisonous because they become poisonous. Although birds won't eat the caterpillars, so then the caterpillars can do their thing, become like into the cocoons and become monarchs. So we planted this seed and we told everybody, hey, these will bring the butterflies. But we had never done it ourselves, guys. We had never done it. And so we just told people it should work because it says it should work. We planted it ourselves. And there's a picture of it. And look, we have a caterpillar, which meant a monarch had come and lay some seeds. Lay seeds, I don't know. Okay, so they had caterpillars and then those caterpillars ate the milkweed, got the energy that they needed to have their cocoons in our, like, yard, and then they turned into butterflies. Like, I'm telling you, we told people this should work. This should work, and it did. Holy smokes, we had so many monarch butterflies. And we didn't know what that transformation would look like. We went by faith, and we did it. And so, as we go today, like, the word says, this should work. Do these things. Be refreshed by the renewing of your mind, and you're going to see transformation. So choose to be transformed in your soul by planting your milkweed. Planting our milkweed. That's our milkweed right there. I brought a little bit of it for you all. Choose to work for transforming your souls. As you reflect today, think about something, a pattern you've been believing your whole life, and then think about what God might be saying to you that's different. And talk to somebody about it. What's a pattern you believe and like what's something you can do? What's a, a refreshing activity that you could do to like start practicing this refreshment? As I close, I am adapting the message version of our passage as a prayer for you and me today. Romans 12. Pray with me. Lord, Help us not become so well-adjusted to our culture that we fit into everything without even thinking. Instead, help us fix our attention on you, God. Change us from the inside out. Help us readily recognize what you want from us and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around us, always dragging us down to its level of immaturity, God, bring out the best in us, develop well-formed maturity in us. 